This is Empowered Human Academy. Welcome home. Everything you'll ever need is already inside of you, even on the days when that feels hard to believe. Empowered Human Academy exists to remind you of who you are, to help you stay close to what's possible right here in every breath. I'm Abe. And I'm Isaac. We're both on our own journeys of growth, and what we've learned so far is that empowerment is as unique as you are. Once you've discovered just how expansive you are inherently, the world opens up around you. As we begin to feel better, life begins to feel better, and what it means to be alive comes alive in a whole new way. While your path is uniquely yours, we're in this together. Listening to each other's stories helps us imagine how to access our own power to keep going. We're here to create a life that feels like ours, one that calls us onward and upward because we're living as ourselves, fully and only. These conversations are a part of that exploration, and you're invited. So, with hearts wide open, let's begin. My beautiful humans, hello and welcome back. It is really good to be with you. From Abe and me, we're sending big love to wherever you are right now. Today we're diving into all the feelings with our guest, the artist, writer, and singer known as Trace. Based in LA, Trace has been releasing songs since 2016 when she brought her first project, The Low EP, to life through a Kickstarter campaign. Low garnered over 20 million streams and opened the door to her first record deal with Ultra Records. Now shifting into releasing music independently, Trace continues to evolve with each new release, lending her voice to raise awareness for anxiety in the music industry and to stop Asian hate. She's been featured in Refinery29, Teen Vogue, Nylon, Forbes, and has over 55 million streams across her catalog. She has a brand new song out called Sucker Punch that we've linked in the show notes, so y'all go listen to it as soon as you finish this episode. Throughout this conversation, we discuss Asian American identity, the relationship between anxiety and control, staying soft alongside ambition, and creating art from a place of love and calm. We really loved getting to hear about the heart behind the beautiful music that Trace creates. And just to give you a sneak peek, I may have even asked her to sing a little something at the end. You're welcome, Boo. So let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Empowered Human Academy. Today we have an awesome, awesome, awesome person on our podcast that we're so excited to dive into conversation with. Her name is Trace. Trace, thank you so much. You're a singer-songwriter, creative. We're so thrilled to have you here. How are you doing today? Hi, thanks for having me. I feel great because the weather in LA is great today and that brings out a weird joy. I love it. Excellent. <laughs> We've lived in Chicago for many years, and so we okay. understand the the cozy kind of comfort mm-hmm. vibe that, yes. and create creative vibe that cloudy days bring. Yeah, yeah, totally. totally. Yeah, absolutely. We kick off all of these conversations with the question of identity, not the identity that you serve up to others, although there may well be overlap. It's who you are when you come home to yourself, and you're not presenting anything. It's just you being you locked into who you are. When you're in that space, what words of identity feel right to you? That is an intense first question. Oh my gosh. Cool. Yeah, I think the first word that comes to mind would just be love. Mm. I think it takes a lot of hard work to love yourself. And in turn, obviously, I want to love others better through that. So I think my identity rests upon, I just want to be, I just want to be calm. 
like because I'm not I'm like I want to do everything and I want to plan everything and I want to but I'm just like I think when I come home and I want and by myself and what I rest on is just like the the woman who who loves and loves well hopefully yeah can you tell me about your relationship to that over time like that's such a beautifully simple understanding is that something Mm -hmm. that you were like is that something you've had the entire time is that something that you came into you know I I think it's more just like I've I've had this facade that I know is not true anymore of just like, okay. yeah, like I'm tough and I'm, I have like tough skin and I'm, I'm good. And like, mm-hmm. it's fine. But I think with age and experience and with expensive therapy and spiritual experiences, I feel like I'm actually very tender and mm. so soft. And so I think, I think the strength that I am finding equates to the softness. I equate to like love and wow. what love is for me. And it's powerful. I mean, I don't know. I think it's like, all you need is love is a very Mm. true statement. And it's really obvious when you see someone not loving. And I think that's what truth is, you know? Mm. So I think for me that Mm. I'm growing more into what I believe to be just the point why we're here. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. 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 Different people have different answers to like why we're here and what we're here to do. And Mm -hmm. when you hold, I don't know, like the, the words that you're giving me, as with maybe all words of identity, that's that's an overstatement. I'm not going to go that far, but like the words that we choose for identity often, but not always find. No, let me say it the other way. Words of identity are different than like the things we apply ourselves to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And there's overlap there and we discover ourselves in certain practices. So I guess that's the question that I want to ask here, like love, calm, like these these words that you're giving me. How do they play into where you choose to put your time, like how your days mm-hmm. play out? Yeah, that's a good question. I think almost like it's almost like it my work doesn't work when I'm not loving myself or loving mm-hmm. others. So okay. I don't know if this is off the topic, but just even if I'm singing a song, I'm yeah. you know, or I'm, I write a song and I sing it and someone feels connected, I'm like amazing, amazing. And then I like connect with them after and they're like telling me how much they love it and I'm like, "Thanks. Thanks, babe." You know, and just like mm-hmm. go away. I don't know, like versus mm-hmm. being like, "Oh, what I was able to do, what I was able to craft actually found its way to someone. And how can I kind of respond and and kind of take in their experience Mm. and just be like that. It's kind of selfish in a way too, because it's like, I love when people feel seen and heard through my work. And so I think for me, it's, I think the love part keeps me perhaps further from my ego like it's okay. just it's not about how amazing I sound or how well sure. I write, but it's about getting to connect and being a part of like I don't know like it's so dramatic but like this humanity, this community of like mm-hmm. oh we all feel things and we're all together mm-hmm. and we all you're helping me, I'm helping you, and it's like so beautiful. Yeah. I don't know if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, totally. That, that completely that makes sense. Makes yeah. Sense. The, so is the um the part where what you make loops through the perception and and selfness of someone else on its way back to you is that like a necessary part of the act like is is music a is music an expression for its own sake or is it inextricable mm-hmm. from like someone listening to it how does that play into your relationship to your art yeah I, there's this quote where it's like do you do art for yourself or for, for others yeah. and i feel like a lot of quote-unquote artists are like it's my expression. It's me. And that's sure. fine. But I'm very, well, I'm very business minded too. So I'm like, I do music cool. because it's amazing, but I'm also like, let's build a business people. Cheers. And yeah. I want to buy my mom a house, all those things. So, absolutely. but I think 
I think when it comes to the process of creating, I think that in a way, perhaps I do feel like I have, uh, what's a better word than, you know, calling, (laughs) but like Mm. almost a responsibility. Mm. And so I want to be, and again, let me know if it's like, doesn't make sense, but I want to be like a vessel for the process. And I'm, it's not like, it's not me. It's, you know, it's, it's this higher power. It's God. It's Mm. no, like I'm doing a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. but I do feel very honored to like literally get to write things. And then somehow I get to sing them. And then somehow that gets to be on your streaming services. And then it reaches a random ear. Like Mm -hmm. it's an honor to be an artist. And so I kind of, I kind of want to always remain open. Maybe. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. How did you, how did you come into that awareness like if like just the arc that starts at i don't know birth and then arrives yeah. you being here with the art that you an expression that you have in motion like how did you land here i don't even want to use the word land how did you come to a place where you are in mm. the kind of motions that you are in right now i have really really i've really learned that man for someone who has grown up pretty alone and yeah. only child like great mom but single parent and mm-hmm. i'm comfortable alone i like being alone i'm not mm-hmm. even i'm not married i'm not with a partner I, mm-hmm. I want to be but all these things i've lived a long life alone and i've yeah. learned that man you need people mm-hmm. we were we were created to need people and it's very yeah. vulnerable to need people and i'm mm-hmm. excited to need more people so all that to say is the answer to your question is it was a true true connection with someone this is a very tangible experience, but I met, I, I've been on one or two tours. I feel new in my career, but I got cool. to experience a tour and I met, you know, some cutie fans and they were like these young Asian girls and they came up to me and they were just like, where are you from? And I'm like, Orange County, just kidding. Like I got that they were asking like, where are my parents? Like what, what's my mm-hmm. nationality? And yeah. I was like, oh, I'm Vietnamese and Malaysian. And they were like, us too. And I was just like, wow, that's really emotional for me. Hmm. That was like, I experienced that moment. And then I have this other story I tell most people uh, because it changed my life too. But there was that story. And that really, that's like another story that I'll probably talk about later about being Asian American. But then also being at another show and I met this young man and he was like obsessed with me. And I was brand new. So I have no idea why, how he knew my music. So my manager, my manager was like, this guy was singing your set the whole time. You have to come out. And I had like no fans on this tour because I was an opener and I loved it. It was like a practice tour. I come out and he's like, he is just giving me compliments. Like you're like, you're like the next Lord. And I'm like, I don't disagree. And (laughs) he, and he was just like, you know, I love your music. And it really spoke to me and my depression and anxiety. Mm. And then at the end he was like, as a gay Latin man, I feel so seen. I'm going to cry now. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm not gay or Latin or a man. But the ways that I reached him, I'm obsessed with. And and I guess that's the realization of how I'm landing in this place of like, oh, if I could just be used for the rest of my life in that way, literally, that's all I want to do on this earth. Cool. So in that moment of kind of a profound connection with someone that is different than you, what did that kind of spark inside of you? I know you, you were mentioning gratitude, but did that influence like how you performed or what you wrote after that? Or how did that kind of impact your journey, if at all? Yeah, 
I think it expanded the corners of loneliness hmm. that we all kind of hang out in. I yeah. think that I think it also opened up my my heart and mind towards towards how how I can't hide my own anxieties because it's it, hmm. clear that he saw it and felt it through my music. So mm-hmm. he was reflecting to where I, I kind of just had this broader understanding of like loneliness and of sadness. And, mm. and then you go back to just like of being human, mm. just being human. And I felt yeah. like, oh, that's why he feels seen because we're freaking human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You, know? you mentioned earlier about a moment or times where you thought you were like, you know, closed off or hard or like, you know, and then you realize you were soft actually. You use the word soft. Tell me about that realization and that journey mm-hmm. of kind of going inward and connecting with your emotions. Well, I think I'm just a, I'm an avoidant, everyone. This <laughs> is um, my confession. And I avoid conflicts and pain. Mm. No, I avoid conflict. I love pain. I kind of live, I'm a four on the Enneagram. I like live in suffering. I'm blunt for suffering, but I think the the hardness was just a, obviously a defense mechanism of ever mm. needing someone yeah. i don't think that i grew up in a place maybe, i don't think i grew up in a place maybe that felt i don't know i'm unpacking a lot as we speak because i i'm learning things at a very fast rate but i think that the hardness was more just like you know i'm fine like because i i haven't lost a limb in the war of my life like it's just i'm okay and i think yeah. hardness almost turned into I think hardness turned into ego and I'm okay. really that that's just not that's gross and not mm-hmm. that's not who I am for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think I think I was afraid to admit that I was actually like a warm like mm-hmm. gal and I had like and I had good people in my life who called it out. And mm-hmm. that kind of really helped fast pace like fast forward that journey of they're like you're not like a jerk. And I'm like mm-hmm. but am I not? You know, I just kind of had this perception of myself. I'm sarcastic. I'm very like honest and I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm not, I don't twirl my hair. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm not that girl. So I think yeah, yeah. perhaps this is relationally that I'm speaking about, like intimately, but like mm-hmm. I feel different than many girls. And I grew up mm. because I did grow up differently than many girls. Yeah. And yeah, I always thought it had to be a certain way to like get a certain thing. And I'm realizing that that's just not who I am. So yeah, yeah. I, this conversation opened up with a question of identity, but this is like the question of like, what am I not is also interesting how do you know when, or like, how do you recognize when you're, be- when one is behaving in a way that is not actually who one is? Like you, you sounded very sure for a quick sec about like, okay, I know that I'm not that. What does that feel mm-hmm. like? How do you know when you are not who you are? That is a great question, isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. How do you, you know, I think it's, it's a combination, I think of discernment and, okay. and intuition of just, you know, I, I know when I'm striving like I, there's like this mini anxiety bubble that's like hmm. deep in my gut that I'm like, okay. okay, you can just be this for a second. Cause you're like, fine. But I think when yeah. you, when you're free, you're free. I don't know. Like, you know, when you feel like a little bit lighter, you're like, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you, you, you overthink less. You, I don't know. It, it just feels like a, like a soul shift really like yeah. to be in your body, to really feel your body is like a gift. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning that more and more. Yeah. What does that feel like for you in that those moments of freedom and, and flow? What is it like? What do you think about or what do you do you create in that space? Are you building new friendships in that space? Are you diving deeper internally in that s- space of freedom? Tell me tell me about that space of freedom for you. 
I think freedom for me, right, what comes to mind is um, is energy. So I have energy. It's like when I'm free, I have energy to like, oh my gosh, somehow I was like able to really love this friend who's harder to love on like most days. And it did not drain me. And I like mm. left feeling like it was like a supernatural moment. And I was like, mm. that was amazing. And she felt loved. And that feels like freedom. You know, mm, it's yeah. kind of less going more in, in because I'm always in here. <laughs> and yeah. it, it's, it's hard to be in here. I'm like, get out of here. It's great. But it's, I need a breather for myself most days. Yeah. And so I think I think the freedom and the unlocking, mm-hmm. it feels like energy to me and like, a little bit of less self-focus, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Which is interesting to say out loud. Yeah, yeah. It feels like maybe it's, you You said you focus a lot inward, but maybe it's uh, just getting energy out that needs to get mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. and unblocking. There are a couple times already that you've kind of alluded to, like you're coming into a lot of understanding right now, or you said you're learning out right now, like even yeah. some of the, like it, it feels yeah. like you might be testing language. What's going on right now? Yeah, well, you guys, I'm Asian American. Uh, I'm not sure if you can tell, and <laughs> and I'm using humor as a shield to kind of share that, like, man, I have never been more proud to be an, Amer- mm. an Asian American. Yeah, yeah. But I, but it's a lot of reconciliation, especially with this last year. Yeah, just feeling so wow, like. I, you know, when the shootings happened in Atlanta this year, I Mm -hmm. cried for like, Mm -hmm. you know, two weeks. Like I couldn't stop crying. Everything Mm -hmm. made me cry. And granted, Mm -hmm. yes, it's horrible, but I just felt a grief that I never felt before in my whole life. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I dove into finding a new therapist instantly. I Mm -hmm. went from a a white male who, who was great, which I needed for the season to an Asian woman. And my, so I'm, she is every session I'm like, can I pay you more than I'm already paying you, which is too much already. Like I I'm obsessed with it. And I think, Mm -hmm. I think I was really excited to really kind of fast track, not fast track, but really get into the the hurt and healing with this revelation, because Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of calling on me on the things I'm Mm -hmm. working on calling. And because of the things I have done in the past, feeling half healed and doing and feeling like I've, I've did something and I've changed some people and I, I love it. I'm, I mean, and they've mm-hmm. changed me. Yeah. I'm like, what more could I do healed? And so, yeah. so that's what I mean by just like, I just feel like, yes, I know I've, I know I'm Asian, but I grew up mm-hmm. truly under the guise of like a mother who left her war torn country mm-hmm. to become very American. Mm-hmm. And like, okay. yeah. And I'm like, I get it. Like my mom is, the American, she's my hero, but she's very, she loves the American flag and she, we won't talk about who she voted for. Like, she's just mm-hmm. very, this is my country, which yeah, huh. I understand because she came from something really like gnarly. Mm-hmm. But I grew up with that too, that mindset mm-hmm. of just like the white man mm-hmm. and like wanting to be a white woman and <laughs> wanting to be with yeah. a white man. And yeah, so yeah. I think, and you know, growing up, you're assimilating when you look differently from people and like yeah. assimilation is survival. And so mm-hmm. being who I am now and seeing the world for what it is, and then also feeling like there is a rise in Asian American voices and I get mm-hmm. to be kind of a forefront on that for some platforms right now. Yeah. I'm like, it's an honor and it's cool. Mm-hmm. So I feel very like, I know myself, but I'm, I really know myself right now. Wow. Hmm. That's you awesome. said you really know yourself right now. 
Yeah. What's the difference between I know myself and I really know myself? I, so I heard you I, correct yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've always been super in touch with my emotions. Okay. And so those things don't shock me. I'm like, oh, I'm just a sad emo girl. Like, oh, my dad mm. has anxiety, so I must have it too. But no, mm. I don't because, you know, I've had some cool spiritual moments and revelations mm. and I feel healed. So I'm like, well, I know myself. And I think I really know myself, meaning more just like I'm able to go back and like look at my younger self hmm. and see that I'm good for her as I am now. Hmm. I wouldn't want to see her as who I was last year. Sure. Like, sure. I, yeah, I think she would like this woman today the most. Huh. Cool. I, really I, cool. I like what that seems to imply. Like there might be a next level of that waiting yeah. for you. I hope yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. What does healing mean for you? Like define what's, what's Trace's definition of healing? What does that word mean? Hmm. It means a lot of things. It means surrender. Okay. I think it means forgiveness. Yeah. You know, I think it's like, you know, I've been, I've had really, you know, out of the world experiences where you, something happens in your, in your body, you just feel like something leaves you and you're like, mm-hmm. that was, is there a ghostbuster in here? Or was that like, mm. you know, it feel I've had those intense moments and, cool. you know, I believe in God. So I've had some like beautiful godly moments of, of yeah. freedom and feeling surrendered to like something that's way bigger than me. And yeah, I yeah, yeah. love, I love feeling small. So I've mm. had those moments and then I've had other moments with like my father yeah. and, you know, I forgave him verbally for the first time on april 13th um and i I have a tattoo on me so we talked about tattoos earlier so it's like (laughs) that moment of healing required forgiveness that i had no plans on doing it was always back to feeling like out of body and yeah but yeah when i like forgave him i was like wow that healed a lot we're not perfect i don't like i don't think he's a great dad (laughs) but i think like the healing felt like forgiveness and yeah it feels it feels healing feels not normal. Hmm. Like it feels magical. Ah, uh, okay. So not, okay. Not as in it doesn't belong, but it's like a, yeah. Uh, it's just like, Oh, that's not, it's not an easy thing. I don't sure, think. Sure, I don't, sure. Maybe. I mean, yeah. Well, ah. and magical maybe sometimes implies like it's otherworldly a bit because of the mm-hmm. feeling of it being like, wow, this is wonderful. Like full mm-hmm. of wonder. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that in, in a lot of ways. Right before we hit the record button, I, and I'm going to paraphrase this poorly, I think, but you said something like, I love not knowing what's going to happen or, or what happens next or, or something like that. What what was that? Can you restate that sentiment to me and tell me what you mean by that? I'm trying to remember what I said. I said it was, we, we were talking about how like there's no script for this conversation. Like there are no questions. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Yes, I love not knowing because I'm learning that I'm a low-key control freak. Mm, and okay. I think that sometimes control finds comfort in partnering with anxiety. Okay. And okay. I'm learning how to better not partner with anxiety these days. And so, cool. so when I mean not knowing, it's more just like, I want to be really present yeah, and I yeah. want to be like looking at your eyeballs and just being totally. like, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Ooh, I'm, I love I'm, that. St- I'm struck by your focus here on like, I love the part that frees me from the anxiety. Like again, to paraphrase, but I I love that. I love that what I'm, mm, it sounds like you're, you're 
treatment of this is super positive. It's not like I'm dodging anxiety. It's like I'm I love that I, I love that this approach is available and we can take that. Is that is that fair? Yeah, it is because it's inevitable. I don't think that I've always I've said this before, but it takes a healthy person to be sad. And I want to make I'm I'm hoping to I don't know if there's a stigma around this, but like the younger ish generation, there is like this praise of being sad. Hmm. And there's this like glorification of death and I'm bringing life here. We're talking about life. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm so, I'm a fan of emotions. I'm a fan of, I love things. I love, yeah. you know, rainy weather and stuff and put up, yep. put a coat on me, call it a day. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I think it's knowing that like, there is the inevitable like heartache ahead. Hmm. There is mm-hmm. sorrow. There's going to be grief. And yeah. I want to always just remember that there is also joy and life mm-hmm. and healing and, and love. I don't think it was in this conversation, but you said like it takes a healthy person to be sad. What does that mean? Yeah, I think that there is something about, you know, there's, I think there's a good way to be sad and there's a bad way to be sad. And I guess I want, and I guess when I say that, I kind of want to like challenge people to like be healthy when they're sad, you know, in terms of like, you know, if you're, there's a sadness that you feel, I think it's healthy. I think the sadness gets more credibility if it's tackled with curiosity or mm-hmm. with or sharing it with someone you trust and and learning about it and dissecting it and mm-hmm. finding its root and not being lazy about your sadness maybe is what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's okay. And I and I get it too. Like that's a weird it's a weird, it's a weird statement. So it's a good question you ask that because I'm like, what do I mean? I think it's like any emotion, it's worthwhile to really understand it and mm-hmm. learn it. And to also, maybe if I can say this, to not like, to not brand yourself that way. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not into it. Like, I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, cool. Like, I get it. Like, I love dark eyeliner. I was an emo kid, Mm -hmm. but you know what I mean? It gets dangerous. It gets dangerous. And it it becomes a, a, an identity. And if we're, if we're identifying ourselves in sadness, which like, I can't judge and I won't judge anyone else's experience, Mm -hmm. but for me Mm -hmm. in my past, I used to be like, well, I identify with struggle. I identify mm-hmm. with all mm-hmm. these different things versus I feel struggle sometimes exactly. or I am sad sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Isaac and I are really intentional about how we how we communicate our sadness and how we yes. communicate our anger because sometimes in the past we have found ourselves wanting to identify in this like, mm-hmm. I'm putting my stake <laughs> in the ground and I'm right. just gonna, I'm gonna identify in being angry. And I'm like, no, how about I just be angry and then <laughs> yes. move through it and, yes. and not ignore it, of course, but I love yes. that sentiment. I think about that a lot because mm. I think our words and you as a singer songwriter, like I think our words are really powerful and you know, there, there is space to explore the, all these feelings through that. And also I love music that also explores what, what's on the opposite side of that. And even in mm-hmm. movies and art and all this stuff, I'm like, where are the movies that, that like explore happily ever after? Cause it always ends there. <laughs> And for me, mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, dot, dot, dot. I feel like I'm living in happily ever after right now because mm-hmm. I've gotten over mm-hmm. the identification of my struggle, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. That like pinched a nerve with me in a great way because <laughs> I'm, like, so I'm, so I'm so passionate about that. That's why this is the Empowered Human Academy is because mm-hmm. we can feel all the things and go mm-hmm. through all the things. And also, what are we identifying in? What's mm-hmm. our identification, you know? Absolutely. Okay, so I want to juxtapose two things then ask you about how they're connected for you one phrase that i wrote down like i love being used in this way and then later on something about control and how sometimes like that's a thing that you go for and it might be linked to anxiety talk to me about the like 
the importance or role of like of control in your life as coming from you versus being a part of the flow or what God would have you do or, or mm-hmm. how, however you conceptualize this? Like, what's the relationship between like your volition and mm-hmm. life kind of moving you, if that makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. I am a business and communications major and okay. specifically a managerial communication mm-hmm. major, meaning I love management and I okay. love businesses and I love schedules and I love goals. Yeah. So I think when it comes to my own control, I think that I do have a, a good sense of, you know, running, I have a business and it's, yeah. it works for me. And so it's nice to have foresight in the things that I want to accomplish. And, mm-hmm. you know, I got dreams, baby. But I, I think when it comes to, there's just this moment where I have like, say, I'm looking at the year ahead and I'm like, okay, I want to release an EP this year and I want to blah, blah this year and this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So then I have, I think the steps and the scheduling and the the, the control helps me feel disciplined as an mm, artist okay. because I don't yeah. have to clock in anywhere. So I have to like, mm-hmm. if I would, I am very good at relaxing and I will watch Netflix all day. Like I literally am that person. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I don't think I work too hard, but yeah. I think, but I think too hard, like okay. about yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. And so. I think there's that part of just like, okay, this is how I control things. These are how I plan things. But I think at the same time, I hold together, like in my hand, a glimpse of my life and Mm. like what has happened and how Mm -hmm. literally nothing that has been beautifully, amazingly good has never been because I made it happen. It Mm. was, I was a part of it. I was a part of it. I did some things and I, but it was like the timing, the people, the moment the thoughts that I said at that dinner party, like, yeah. I think it's a combination of the two. And I think that at the end of the day, what helps me is though I have plans, though I have dreams and hopes mm-hmm. and visions and like an insanely specific mood board for my future home, very specific. <laughs> I don't doubt, I don't doubt any of those things, yeah. but I, I, I feel like the gratitude for today keeps me calm. Yeah. And I think, I think the realization of my past gives me more confidence that literally nothing is ever going to happen too late because for Mm. me my problem is i'm rushing i want everything now i'm not 22 thank god but like i'm not like i'm not my 20 i i'm growing older i want things i have big dreams my parent my parents are getting older like i worry you know i want things to happen i i want all the things and i want all Mm. the things but i have to remember that that's okay that i do but it's mm-hmm. not, it doesn't, I'm not going to miss anything. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm, I just need to, I need to realize that. Cause I think that's my thing. I'm like, what if I, what if I don't release more music soon? Cause people will forget me. That's yeah. a thought in my head. Like, or what mm-hmm. if I don't do this? Because you know, what if, you know, I, there's an Asian American movement right now. Like, what if I lose my time? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Is what, you know what I mean? But I worry totally. that I'm going to like, like miss out. But when I look at my life, I'm like, oh, it's it's super impossible to miss out when you're connected to yourself, mm. to like God and to like your calm ass like soul, you know? <laughs> yes, 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 I yes, love yes. that. That quote is amazing. <laughs> super. Rebecca will probably find this quote and quote it. Um, <laughs> you've talked a bit about like wanting to, you know, make an impact in this moment and 
you know, talk about how you're showing up and, and being more calm and mm-hmm. um, grounded in yourself. Tell me about this drive. Like, I feel a sense of drive out of you because do you lean into your three wing more than your five wing? In yes. Okay. 100%. I can tell. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so talk to me, talk to me about like what you mentioned a bit about like wanting to buy your mom a house. Like what as an artist kind of drives you to, oh, and I also loved, you were like, well, when someone was like, you're going to be the next Lord, you're like, yeah, I know. Thank you. Like, that's a sense of confidence that oftentimes some people are kind of like, oh no, that's, oh, maybe I'll get one to mm-hmm. be, uh, maybe I'll be like her one day versus you what I've noticed in you is very much like, yeah, 100%. No question. Yeah. Talk to me about what drives that confidence or what drives you in general to become whatever you want to become. I don't want to specify what you want to become, but I have a lot of thoughts. I think one part is that I perhaps on a defensive day, I feel like I have a lot to prove. Mm, You know, I, I think, I think that, it's like, I don't have kids and I feel like I would have kids so I can just show my family that, you know, there is generational healing, you know, like mm-hmm. there's parts of me that feels like I, I would like to just, you know, prove, not prove them wrong. No one's, no one's expecting me to fail, but I just have a desire yeah. to, to be the first, the first, whatever in my family mm-hmm. and to really create a life that they really lost a lot for to, to give mm-hmm. me. So I think there, the drive is that it's like, I learned my mom lived in like a tree house, like without plumbing in Vietnam. Mm. And I'm like, okay, interesting. Like that's mm-hmm. different. And I, I can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe that. And I, I'm so, I'm very grateful for like the life that I have because of my parents. And so yeah. I think the drive, the drive comes from like culturally and my upbringing. And then I think also just, it feels when I feel driven and when there's energy behind the things I do. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a signal that it's blessed. Mm-hmm. I think that there's like, there's just blessing in it. And I, I've tried to make a lot of things happen in my life. You guys trust me. You know? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So, that's- so yeah, I, I think the, I think the drive comes from like a combination of just like doing it for my family or because of my family. And uh-huh. then also because it feels really blessed and I have really no other option. I, I don't, I say this with the most patient tone, but I just don't want to waste time. Yeah, that's me too. Me either. That I get it. So holding that idea, I don't want to waste time next to the idea that like, there's no possible way that I'm going to miss anything. That's super interesting. What does that feel like to hold both of those ideas next to each other? Yeah, I'm a Gemini. So I, that's why it makes sense. Cause I'm like, I'm confusing myself. So I think the tension, maybe, maybe the, maybe the tension uh, reminds me that I think the tension is a signal that I'm doing it right. Cool. And I think it's, I think attention is a signal that I'm really human yeah, and yeah, I yeah. need to remember that I'm human. Oh, I, think I am it, in love with that idea. I think it's allowing us to feel all the things that are real and those can mm-hmm. be, I mean, mm-hmm. you can be gay and polyamorous or gay and mm-hmm. homo, I'm, I'm not, not homo, gay and um, homosexual m- simultaneously. Monogamous. <laughs> I mean, talking just from my, <laughs> I mean, I'm gay, so I'm just like, you can be. You can be anything you want to be yeah. and honoring what's real is super important. That's really cool. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. And also it's like feeding in your four and three wing. Like they're just kind mm-hmm. of yeah. hanging out together. My, you know what I mean? Yes, exactly. I'm a three wing four, so I totally understand. Okay. What you're amazing. Yes. Yeah. Hey everyone. If you've been resonating with the themes and energetic direction in these conversations, then we'd love for you to join us for Lightword Together, an online group space designed for exploration, support, and community. 
Lightwork Together is a bi-monthly group coaching experience that gathers on the 15th and last day of each month. During these 75-minute video sessions, we discuss what it means to live an empowered life and drop into how life is inviting us to grow. For $75 per month, you'll gain access to these group coaching sessions, as well as our community Slack channel, video library of past sessions, and in-depth content summaries. We're currently opening up two spots per session, completely free of charge, so you can get a feel for the magic in real time. No commitment required, we simply want to give you the chance to feel it out and see if it resonates with you first. To reserve your spot or for more info, find us on Instagram at ablopez or head over to lightword.com slash together. Now, back to the conversation. On a meta note, I run a notebook while we're having these conversations, and usually I'm writing down keywords, but for some reason during this conversation, I find myself writing down full phrases or sentences, and that's very unusual. So I guess I like the way you use language. Cheers. She's a singer-songwriter. Hey. <laughs> you heard of me yet? Yeah. <laughs> the most recent thing I wrote, when there's energy behind the things that I do, is that a thing that you can optimize for, or is that just a thing that happens sometimes? Like, sometimes there's energy behind the things we do, sometimes there isn't. What do you do with that information? Yeah, I just like roll around on the ground until I feel. I'll say it's a pretty good answer. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, that's a good question. I mean, I think as I'm learning more about myself and learning more about the crafts that I get to embark on and stuff, like um, maybe I will learn more tools to like kind of optimize that. I think, I think it's clear that I don't move my body in the morning. Hmm. There's no way, and that's like an obvious on, on a physical level. But I cool. know that for me, it's like. I have to move my body. And that's like the one thing I can kind of attest for in terms of, mm-hmm. of finding the energy. But sometimes I move my body for days and then there's nothing left in me for, for anything. So I'm not sure. Yeah. It's like a hit or miss sometimes. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, this is linked to the previous thing I'd had written, which was like on a defensive day, which which I wrote down because I don't know, it's something about that felt striking like the the language of like on a defensive day versus when i am defensive or or mm-hmm. something else like that like why why that phrasing why on a defensive day or or on a on a blank day perhaps it's me making sure that you know that i know that i can be like a terrible person you know what i mean like i think it's <laughs> i think it's my tendency as a four to be like okay like just so you know like i know what i am like on a good day and on a bad mm-hmm. day this is who I am and I'm not always good, you know? Sure. Yeah. So perhaps it's over explaining or just like making sure that I'm not seen to, like incorrectly. Totally. Maybe. Totally. Yeah. And, and to be clear, like I wasn't, I wasn't zooming in on the word defensive necessarily. Mm-hmm. It was, it was yeah, kind yeah. of the, the, what I perceived as kind of a, a verbal right. acknowledgement of like, we pass through different states mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't know, acknowledging that felt very, um, like non-judgmental of self. Does that make sense? Is that an oh, accurate? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Or? Yeah. That's I like how you, <laughs> yes. I like how you put that. I think so. I think, I think that there is just so much going on every day yeah. is it literally is a new day every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah. so as beautiful and precious as that fact is, it's also like horrifying, <laughs> you know, it's like mm-hmm. some, some days are just like, yes, yes. And some days are like, yeah. wow, how are we doing this? Totally. Mm. Tell me what gets you through the days where you ask yourself, how am I doing this? And then also mm. tell me what it feels like in the days where you're like, fuck, yes, let's go. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think what gets me through the days when it's like, yikes, I would say it's a combination of, you know, long voice notes with a good friend, mm. a 
dumb, dumb movie that makes me laugh that I'm too embarrassed to watch with anyone else. <laughs> a really good glass of wine mm. or making breakfast. It's truly not doing work, I think. <laughs> it's like not mm. I'm not writing music. I'm not working mm. on like stuff. And yeah. I think it's a it's a lot of just like, okay, like no goals. And I, I have to really because I think that's too personal, right? When we like, talk, like if, if it's already like an off day, I can't, I can't put a goal on the day because sure. I'm not, I'm, I'm useless. Mm-hmm. So, or I've been, I've been grateful to never really have suffered from like stuck in bed depression. So I, I'm okay. grateful yeah. for that. But, but I think when days feel like that, I think about oh. it a lot. <laughs> I yeah. think about like just diving into my like duvet for like 12 hours. But yeah, I think that's a big part of just like, and also just, checking in on or having people check in on me who know I'm often whether it's someone who wants to like pray for me or someone who wants to just remind me of who I am or if it's me playing a voice note that says please listen on a shitty day then I do that you know I love that I love that or just it's really cool to acknowledge that like maybe when you're in that bad day it's probably not the best time to create maybe it could be but like oftentimes Mm -hmm. as with the enneagram threes like you know whether it be a primary identification or a wing like it's so easy to always be on and the last thing Mm -hmm. you want to do when you don't have energy is to create anything i mean i know that i've been there and it's so frustrating tell me about now the opposite like what does Mm -hmm. it feel like to be in this fuck yeah like i'm doing it i'm killing it i'm the next lord all these different things what does it feel like in that space yeah thankfully i feel that way more than not and so i think for me it's more just like feeling well i think it goes back to what i said earlier of just like i'm just like this is a indicator for me though because i feel very socially thinned out a lot Mm -hmm. because i have a lot of communities and really grateful but as a yeah. single woman, I have time, you know, like I have friends sure, who have like yeah. three, three children and a husband. And I'm like, yikes, like do your thing. That's how to, that's amazing. I, I don't understand that. So I have time and all this stuff, but I think on a good day when I'm feeling like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do feel like it's a combination of like, okay, I wrote this song. This is great. Okay. I did this poem and okay. I'm working on this script and I'm feeling like alive with all my ideas and great, great. But it also really pairs, pairs well and seamlessly with like, wow, I'm just checking in on some people that just came into mind and I haven't mm-hmm. thought about him like all week or all month or, mm-hmm. and it was, it was the, it was a person who needed to feel reached out to. And I'm yeah. saying I'm dropping off stuff to someone who needs this, or like I'm calling my parents. Like, I yeah. feel like when I'm killing it again, I'm having this energy mm-hmm. too. I hope I can say this like fully confidently, like from years to come with years to come, but like mm-hmm. with love, like I just yeah. like, I feel like I love, I just like love more people when I'm, when I'm feeling successful and I'm feeling like accomplished, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like and, and, fuel. Yeah. And positive that's, feedback loop. Yeah. Positive. Mm-hmm. In that space of love and fuel, um, has there been a moment in the last couple of years where you've been like, there's been like a, a dawning, a realization, a moment where you've written something that you super, super love to this day. Has there been, yeah, are there anything that like kind of artifacts from from moments of like, I feel really alive? Hmm. Like anything I've written in general or like that? Yeah, is... anything. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I would, I, yes. I mean, I feel like that's a really difficult. I've been writing, I've been working on this EP for this last year and I love the songs. And I, I think that the things I'm writing feel, you know, of course, more evolved, more personal than ever. 
so that comes to, that comes to mind but I also did I wrote a poem about kind of again about the shootings but I remember mm-hmm. I couldn't I remember I couldn't sleep that mm-hmm. night and I was like so like annoyed that I couldn't sleep and and it was very natural but I just started writing a poem at like mm-hmm. midnight and you kind of there's there's sometimes magic you know when you let grief <laughs> guide your hands and I wrote a poem and it was very I look back at it today and I'm like yikes like wow that's a lot of grief <laughs> that's a mm-hmm. lot of sadness but it felt really it felt really beautiful to to understand that what I did feel is just as like quite gnarly as it is now mm-hmm. and it's been yeah. you know it's been some it's been some time but I think I think that would be a specific piece of something that I, that I wrote like kind of subconsciously like yeah. yeah and then it's kind of just lingered its way and and has guided a lot of my a lot of my motivations behind the new stuff I'm writing cool hmm. it's really yeah. powerful how do you and flow get on like the state of flow like where things just happen I don't know if that's if you feel that often in music or not like what when you think of the state of flow what do you mm-hmm. think of yeah, that's a good question. I'm so task driven. And mm-hmm. so if I'm like, I have a studio session tomorrow and I'm mm-hmm. going to go in and I have a loose list of things I want to sing or write about, mm-hmm. but I don't write. I just kind of like, like us, us right now, like I kind of just walk in and hear what's happening and then I write. Mm-hmm. And I'm really good at finishing a song. I can start one and finish one like very quickly, yeah. which is not like a cool thing, but just more like I get it done. But I think as I'm getting older and more experienced and working with people I feel closer with, I think flow looks like, looks like safety maybe, or like trust. So perhaps, perhaps there's an answer there of just like, if I'm stepping into a place that I'm like, Oh, like he, he, she knows me. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, we talk, we'll talk for three hours and then start writing a song. Mm -hmm. Like that's the flow to me. You know what I mean? Versus like back in the day when I used to be signed, I would meet with these like, I don't want to like trash talk anyone because I'm a good woman. But uh, when I would meet different people and they didn't know me and it was very like next girl, next girl, next girl, next girl. Uh, and it's like mostly men producing and yeah. there's no flow. There's yeah, no yeah, flow. Yeah. You don't even yeah. know me. You don't care. Yeah. I don't feel flowy. And so I think yeah. flow for me feels like, you know, safety and trust, whether it is with someone, yeah. someone else in the room or with yourself. Yeah. I love that. Does that mean love flow? That. Tell me if I'm, making shit up here does that mean flow is a default state and we just need to be safe enough to access it is that what's important i would would, would love that i love that implication i mean too honestly let's well i mean like flow flow is i think when i think of let's try to get to it together so like when i think of flow i think the opposite is like striving so like flow feels natural or flow feels ethereal almost Mm -hmm. flow feels supernatural so i think magical for me when i if I were to pick some flowy moments, mm-hmm. I would f- say that they were moments that I operated out of either feeling safe or trusted mm-hmm. and, or maybe, I don't know. It's all these, all the, all the words that we're talking about, like being free, yeah. like feeling mm-hmm. so like no pressure yeah, and just like, almost like, even like to go back to the poem I wrote, it's like, yeah. I was like lamenting. I was just mm-hmm. like, literally like lamenting. And I'm like, mm-hmm okay, so that can be a flow. Like that, that wasn't like a cute time. It wasn't a lovely yeah. time, Yeah. but, but it was still. like, it was some, it was, it was, it was real. It, it was, was real yeah. and safe. organic. 
yeah egoless mm. like you're just Ego, you're just kind of yeah. like mm. it just has to flow kind of like insinuates like you can't stay here you gotta mm. get out of here so it's like what does that look like you know mm-hmm. i think i connected to the soul even like yeah. the soul's mm. very on aside from our ego aside from our thoughts like our soul is just so pure in my yeah. in my view yeah. at least mm. that it you kind of feel soulful mm-hmm. in that space too because it's just yeah. so it's cool densely real yeah you know what i mean that's good i like that it's really yeah. cool wow is that i never had dive, dove into the thought of flow like the last five minutes which is really cool mm-hmm. good job all of us <laughs> your <Yay> team <laughs> i want to hang out in your studio room that's super presumptuous that's a sacred space but <laughs> imagine that your process is really cool come through um uh writing poetry music voice why why these tools how did you come to find that they were yours what's going on there i think that we have a voice and i was told this by like a spiritual mentor that Mm. you know our our voice can create worlds or destroy worlds and i want to create worlds and so i Mm. think I'm really grateful that I'm good at writing. I have no mm-hmm. idea where that came from. I think that the language I'm, I've learned recently too, like really recently that the language, the Vietnamese language is actually so beautiful. I speak it, mm-hmm. but I, I never really thought about it, you know, and I, yeah. I've just had, a, I had a moment, you know, there's this writer, his name is Ocean Vong. I don't know if you guys heard of him yet. Mm-hmm. He's a beautiful queer Vietnamese man he's 31 32 and he's a poet and a novelist and he really is a part of a beautiful movement but he Mm -hmm. was he also kind of reminded me like oh we do have like a really gnarly language meaning gnarly meaning like beautiful but like like there's for instance there's eight ways or more to say I love you and we also don't have a language for goodbye so it's, we're very romantic. We just say, like, we say bye-bye. Like, literally, like, and he mentions that in, like, a thing. And I'm like, that's so funny. We do say bye-bye. And there's certain words that I just feel like, you know, my mom and I speak mostly English. But I was with her and a friend and her mom, and they're Vietnamese. And they speak way more Vietnamese than my mom than I do. And I was kind of, like, jealous. And I'm like, dang, like, that's how Americanized my mother is. But all to say that there's there's some words that I have found value around to where I can't believe that. Oh, that's actually where I'm from. I like come from that. Mm -hmm. So I get to have that world. And then also being an American and like speaking English and English is my first language. I think that I'm forgetting the question, but just like (laughs) I happen to be a good writer because I think I have been very, very comfortable with emotions since day one. Mm-hmm. I think I received all of the emotions that my parents could not. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I wow, think yeah. that somehow I was able to become a writer in my life. And I, I just like diction and I love language and I really, 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 really value communication. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, I think that's, that's when I kind of get to this place in my life where I'm like, what I get to do this for a living like it's so wild and I'm grateful that like you can't really teach someone to write music mm-hmm. really you know what I mean and I'm trying to protect and grow and preserve the gift that I've been given and I it's mm-hmm. really fun ah, wonderful thank you for sharing that 
and for all of okay. this. But before we uh, ask our final two questions of the interview, can you sing us a song? Like, uh, <laughs> just like a little bit, like 15 seconds? Sing you a song? One one of the songs that you like or your own? Well, one just like of, a line? Yeah, just like a couple lines of your song, one of the songs that you really like that you wrote. That I wrote that's out or not out or... Well, I mean, you can give us a sneak peek. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just got so nervous. Just sing an acapella song of a thing yeah. I like. Let me. I have to think of which song I would want to do that. <laughs> you guys, you, hold on. Let you me also just... don't. Ha- you also don't have to. This is challenge. Well, can I just play like on my phone? Like, can I just like play your recording? Is that not as cool? I mean, it's not as cool, but <laughs> I'll close. We can close. Just... My, we can close our eyes. Okay, but I'm like blanking out on the songs. Let me just look at my list really quick. Okay, okay, Do you okay. Know, like, a question while I look at lyrics. Okay, I'm gonna sing to it, but you'll hear me. Cool, perfect. When did I give you the impression that it was okay to teach me a lesson? That's all you're getting. Yay! I can't do it anymore. I'm gonna throw up. No, I love it. Thank you so much. Oh, that was so good. So relaxing. I appreciate you so much. A couple words. I love it. One of our final questions is, what does an empowered you look like and feel like? What does an empowered me look like and feel like? I think an empowered me looks like, I'm probably smiling more. I don't smile very much. I think an empowered me looks like I'm smiley or... Yeah, I'm not very playful, so I think like an empowered me looks bouncy hmm. and like a little less self like I'm not really caring what I look like. Mm-hmm. Cuz I definitely really care what I look like what I look like and it's like mm-hmm. a big thing that I I don't praise, but I'm just like mm, I I definitely sure. care how I look. And so yeah, I think so an empowered or yeah, that looks she's smiley and bouncy, I think, and just mm-hmm. more playful perhaps. Yeah. Love and then that. I think, I think she feels the same way. I think to feel embodied is, um, yeah, just lighter. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. my shoulders, my shoulders aren't as high, you know, and mm-hmm. my posture somehow is better. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably just wearing like a bathing suit. <laughs> you know, just like, this is me. Oh yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and the final question is, what do you know for sure? <laughs> There's no, <laughs> that's a really intense question. I think that you can never do it. Like you can never go wrong with loving someone. Hmm. Like hmm. there's no harm in ever loving someone. <sighs> Beautiful. Trace, thank you so much for being a guest on Empowered Human Academy. It was so fun hanging out with you for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go out and get a drink together in LA next time because yes. you're so cool. Thank you so much. Thank you. Can't wait. For uh, for those of you who are listening, go check out Trace's music on in not oh my god i was about to say limewire um <laughs> we won't say that spotify and then it and looks everywhere. like it sounds like you are going to have some music coming out soon right you yeah said? this thursday on the oh this thursday ah uh, no okay rush, go, check, but, yeah. go check that out friends <laughs> all right you're amazing thank you for your time thank you so much thank Trace. you guys thank you so much
Y'all, the whole point of everything is to open up ourselves in all the fullness we're made for, and then to create, create, create with everything that is real and true and bright. That's the work of a life. That's what we're working on. And you're here because you feel that for yourself, too, and we believe in you completely. And hey, if you want to take a deeper dive, then head over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and sign up for a subscription, giving you access to exclusive bonus content. We've recorded a companion episode where we digest the themes of this week's conversation and swap art recommendations, sharing what's giving us life in the moment. It's a lot of fun. And also, head over to empoweredhumanacademy.com for a free downloadable with a table question, journal prompt, and action step to bring the energy of today's episode home to your own life. Thank you for being here, for choosing to spend some time with us. Now, get out there and do something that feels exactly like you, and we'll do the same. And for us, that includes bringing you the next episode. Until then, stay close to your heart, to your breath, and to your power. Have an amazing and awesome day.